With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce and Joyce. We're back again. One day after the Emmy nominations to now predict the Emmys. And I I just literally finished one set. (laughs) Yes. You can right now at our our, our Gold Derby, you can predict the Primetime Emmys and the Creative Arts Emmys. So a lot of predictions. We're only going to right now talk about the Primetime Emmys choice. Because I have not done my Creative Arts. No. And and these are our our first picks. So so certainly (laughs) will change a lot over, uh, let's see, July 13th is today. uh, August 13th. You're going to do math. I'm doing math. It's three months, basically. Two months, right? Two months. Do you know the day of the Emmys? It's it's September uh, 18th, I believe. Is it a Monday? 12th. September 12th. Okay. Oh, it is still a Monday, and it's the 12th, right? Because the Creative Arts Emmys are over Labor Day weekend. That's right. I remember. Yeah. There you go. Uh. I'll be here on the 18th to talk about the Emmys. No, I I remember. It's it's the 12th. Well, right. we could talk about the 2023 Emmys because we're gonna be championing the Bear. Yeah, we were just talking about this. We love the Bear. The Bear is better than most of these shows we're talking about. It's the best show, and we have to keep it in the conversation between now and uh, next July because uh, it will be a, a contender next year. Uh, you can watch all the. So episodes. You know now, like the internet and Twitter is like catching up on the bear. So a lot of right, a lot Which of profiles this week on Jeremy Allen White. I was just hoping. I'm hoping it's not like. I mean, I guess it'll peak here throughout like July and August, and then people will bring it back in like the like you said, like the winter, yes. fall award season will like maybe be a good, a good run for it. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves because <laughs> we're going to talk about the 74th <laughs> Emmy choice, not the 75th, and our predictions in a lot of categories. So we'll start with comedy and then go to drama and then go to our our beloved limited series uh which is now really tightened up around like two shows but for comedy joyce we've talked about this a lot in our run-up to this and i had hacks winning the whole time and now i have ted lasso winning so i have ted lasso hacks barry only murders abbott elementary the marvelous mrs Maisel, what we do in the shadows and curb so i went with ted lasso okay yeah that's fair um that is the safest prediction and I almost put it in first but then I decided to be contrarian because you know I'm like that sure so I still have hacks in first I'll probably you know well depending on what happens at creative arts too I might back to Ted but you know who cares right now (laughs) I was looking at and I was like I kept I mean we've got everything I've said about Ted Lasso and hacks throughout the last like four months that we've been doing I feel like we've been talking about the Emmys for months uh and I'm like oh oh that's right we have 
Uh, and Ted Lasso has been like way out of mind because they're not airing new episodes and blah, blah, blah. And, and Hacks had a, a good second season, I think, that people really enjoyed. And the finale was great. But then I looked at the nominations and I'm just like, wow, the Emmys really love Ted Lasso. And while they also like Hacks, I felt like Ted Lasso overperformed where I thought it would. And Hacks did about as well as it, I thought it would. I don't think it necessarily, I, I guess maybe the difference is you were expecting Ted to underperform this year yeah it was whelmed it's but, back to our uh, 10 things i hate about, about i felt you. like yeah, but we're not actually gonna be whelmed i we're mean 10 less was gonna be there i like i think you know a lot of times in the second year shows explode like they they do better um because it's like they won the first year especially if they've won then like people catch up to it and obviously it's seen like we know they were watching it this time or they were about to watch season two this time last year when it premiered a week after nominations um and then like we said yesterday clearly any show that premiered early on in the eligibility eligibility period had a jump right on the more recent spring shows so i don't think it's getting it getting 20 noms is like super surprising like i think it overperformed in acting right right yeah but it also went down in like directing and writing but possibly to so, its benefit, right? Because it could, even though I don't have a winning in either of those, uh, which we'll discuss, I guess. Yeah, like that, that could help it. But it's right. like, I, it, 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 I'm just, I just mean like not, it's not like every single branch is right. going ham on it still. Right, so right. it's just like acting and, you know, we know how lazy the actors can be. Right. In their categories. It's just, it, if, you know, and with the Unlimited Ballad, favorite shows of high visibility. Uh, and we know they watch Ted. So um, like, yeah, like that is like the obvious pick to right. win comedy series again do you think so here's a point i have only murders in third ahead of barry so i was very tempted to put barry in third but i wonder if only murders will get the boost not that it matters because you know you're not winning maybe but like will only murders get a boost from airing now i feel like the response to it has been really strong the second season um maybe, maybe. I, I don't like I don't think it's the same thing as like Ted last year because Ted was obviously winning last year. And I don't think anyone expects or thinks murders is winning right, right now. So um, I, I also think a lot of people think Abbott can win, but it missed directing and editing. Um, yeah, Abbott only had only in quotes for, for a new show, but Abbott had just seven nominations. Uh, which is great for- Which is great. But it was four, and I believe four of those are in acting, four of the seven. Yeah, so if you count it by branch, so right. if you don't count comedy series, which is the main award, then it just got casting, um, acting, one branch, and writing. So those are right. three branches. It didn't um, even get directing, did it? No, it didn't get directing or editing. Which so. was a shock. I would. I think that's actually a snub because I feel like the pilot directing could have easily gotten nominated because I think it's yeah, Randall and, you know, Island, and right? Had, mm -hmm um you know like Schitt's Creek winning directing and right. I would not say that episode is uh you know in the upper echelon of best directed right comedy episodes in history right so. um all right so we'll we'll talk about this a million times I I guess I could definitely see Hags winning it would not surprise me but I just think they maybe are going to go back to Ted Lasso in the end yeah like that's totally fine uh, uh, here's here's one where I absolutely think Hacks will win. Uh, comedy actress, Joyce. I have Jean Smart winning. What a shock. Yes, um, I have Jean 
Um, and I have Quinta Brunson in second. Me too. I think and then she's I put, the only person who can upset her. I think that's true. I, I put uh, Kelly Cuoco in third because they got to rep our pals at the flight attendant. And then I put Issa Rae and Rachel Brosnahan in fourth and fifth. And then Elle Fanning in sixth. Not again. Yeah. Um, it's still jeans to lose. It would be great if Quinta won. And I wonder, I guess I could talk myself into thinking that she could pull off an upset because there was a lot of enthusiasm for Abbott Elementary on on the social media apps. And I know that doesn't translate to television academy voters, but people are very excited about Quinta Brunson specifically. And I wonder if there will be less of a push to get Jean an Emmy since she won an Emmy last time. You could argue that could happen. I don't think it will happen because I think I would say actually Jean Smart was maybe better in season two of Hacks than season one. I think she had more to do, more like more depths to mine. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I think I feel like Quinta has a better chance in writing. Yeah. Uh, nothing else to say about that one. Let's go to the actor choice. Uh, I think we might both agree on this one too. I have Bill Hader winning his third Emmy. I am not abandoning my guy, Bill. No. And I actually have Steve Martin in second place instead of Jason. I know that's insane, but okay. I do think that like, again, if anybody else can win here, I do think it could be Steve Martin. Cause I think you could have Bill and Taylor and Jason Sudeikis split their own votes maybe because they're of similar age of similar like fan bases. And then like Steve Martin kind of swoops in and wins. I would not be shocked at all if that happened. And I think having only murder season two right now would only help him pull off an upset. But why not Martin Short? Because Martin Short is going to bow out. I remember reading correctly in the uh, in his uh, in his post nominations interview with uh, Dave Itzkoff. Right? But then remember, they both expect Bill to win. <laughs> they do both expect Bill to win, and then Steve Martin would say. So Steve Martin in this interview was like, uh, he wanted Martin Short to bow out and say that Steve had a, a terminal illness, I believe. So it would get. Steve let me let me find the interview. So yeah. Okay. So here. Interview. So um, this is. <laughs> The New York Times, yes. are you going to be able to support each other on Emmy's night or will it get cutthroat? Will it be each man for himself? Steve Martin says, I suggested to Marty that he withdraw, but he doesn't say why. It's just a mystery. And then he starts a whisper campaign that it's because I have a fatal disease. Right. Martin Short says, Steve told me this last night and I said, I don't quite understand. It seems to service you more than me. Steve Martin says, I said he comes off like a hero he's stepping back for his friend martin short so if this all happened and you're sitting there and you hear and the winner is bill Hader, what do you do steve martin leaping up from his seat i'm well amazing yeah. steve martin it's is just half steve martin martin short do all their post-nomination reaction interviews for every single show they have also should have them host one of these award shows <laughs> I know I mean, it's remember the Oscars. <laughs> the Oscars would have been great. Uh, I know they tried to get the two of them and Selena Gomez, it seemed like. But what about the Emmys? I know it's on NB, uh, NBC this year, but be wonderful. Um, no, I could see Steve Martin really winning. I do wonder. I, I do think that could happen. And it would be great. I would love, I, honestly, no matter which of these three top contenders wins, I would be very pleased. I love Jason Sudeikis. I think Bill Hayer rules. And obviously he's twice winning one before. And then Steve Martin is Steve Martin. So no, no fails here. Um, I would just say like the only people who are really out of it are Donald Glover, <laughs> former winner. Yes. And uh, Nicholas Holt, even though he's great on the great. Yeah. 
I, I agree. Uh, and Martin Short, I think, is like a distant uh, fourth of the top four. But still You're great so on Only Murders. anti-Short. I'm not anti-Short. He's great on Only Murders. But Steve Martin is like, the, I think Steve Martin is like the premium. But I premium think like, I love them show. both. And I think it's, it's hard to choose one over the other. And I think a lot of people will have that problem. It could. It could be an issue. It's like, it's like similar to Brian and Jeremy on Succession, I think. Right. Especially if there's, like, it's, it's one thing if they're both too far ahead, because then it's like either of them can win. But when there are other viable alternatives, it's, it's harder. Right. Uh, for supporting actress choice, I have Hannah Waddingham winning another Emmy for Ted Lasso. She's in first for me. Then I have Hannah Einbinder and Alex Borstein, followed by Janelle James and Cheryl Lee Ralph. And then Juno Temple, Sarah Niles, and Kate McKinnon rounding out my top eight. Um, I'm going with Janelle James for now. Wow. I love it so much. Please. Yes. <laughs> I, I think she can do it. Tell me why. Um, I would love like, to be convinced. And, and this could be like the Abbott win. Okay. Because um, we know they're watching the show, right? Yes. And like, and yes, this category does favor repeat nominees, like back to back, like we've had it with Kate McKinnon, um, Alex Borstein, obviously, Annie Murphy could not do it because that was the last season of Schitt's Creek. Um, so yeah, Hannah Waddingham is the safe choice. Um, but Janelle is, was like clearly the breakout scene stealer of Ab Abbott Elementary. It did really well in acting. It also got Shirley Ralph in. And I don't mm. think this is a situation like the Martins where you're kind of torn between the two of them. No, no offense to Shirley Ralph, who's a queen and a legend. But I think most people uh, will gravitate toward Janelle James because it's just more of the populist appealing right. um, performance. And she has all the one-liners. She has so many fan cams and so memeable and highly quotable. Um, and yeah, like I think if they, if people don't wanna go back, like we have multiple TED people, we have more um, TED people uh, like- Than last time. Yeah. yeah. Sarah Niles got in. And then, yeah. So, and I think like Hannah Einbinder could also win. Like I really love her performance this season. Um, and yeah, Alex Borstein is back. So I, I don't know. I, th I think if they don't want to go back to a former winner um, and Janelle is just kind of like the new exciting face basically, or if you haven't even watched Abbott Elementary yet, but you hear about, you know, it got seven nominations and like all your friends are talking about it. It's only, every episode's just a 22 minute commitment. It's great, I love it Very so much. Easy. Yeah, that's like another they might be thing. like voters might be watching it right now. That's yeah. you, you can I I burned through the whole season in one night. I started really? at like eight and I finished it by like midnight. Because <laughs> it's yeah, it's true. We we watched it. We caught up in like in, in the first six episodes. I think we watched it in a night and then did like the rest as it kind of aired or like aired the next day on Hulu because we don't watch linear television. Joyce, like so many right. people. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Um, I could see that happening. I would say another reason why you, maybe Hannah Waddingham would not win is while. I'm assuming, like we said, her episode would be uh, the, the, the uh, no weddings in a funeral. So we have we could have two funeral submissions in here, and Alex as well. All of those are like nothing in that nothing in Ted Lasso season two for Hannah. I felt 
in that specific episode was incredibly different or uh, like something new compared to what she did in season one. I think her romance, uh, you know, her her character's romance with uh, Sam was really nice and like worked really well. Um, So that was like slightly new shade, but I'm like, I think all of these, and then like you said, like Alex Borstein, obviously a previous winner and Hannah Einbinder, I still think would not win. So Janelle James, I have him fourth, but I could see it happening. It would be, it is definitely like the, the most standout of those four performances because it's so different because it is so reliant on jokes rather than like hmm comedy you know like a lot of these are like huh. yeah like I laugh out loud more at Abbott Elementary than I do at Ted Lasso so sure because Abbott Elementary is like a legitimate joke joke driven show and I think the other shows have more like uh you know are more like based on the auteur comedy of like you know last like 10 years Abbott Elementary is, should be winning this yeah, category. Office. Sarah Completely. Goldberg, who is not here. So. People were really upset that she got snubbed in our in because our because she should be winning. It, it, even though, even though if she were here, I don't think she would win. Um, no. but she should be winning. She's an Emmy winner in my heart. <laughs> People were really upset uh, that she was because it was a robbery. It was it was definitely strange. Uh, let's do supporting actor in a comedy. This one I kind of. I don't know. I have Brett Goldstein winning. Uh, Ted, Thor, Love and Thunder star, uh, Brett Goldstein. Spoiler alert. Um, then Has I have anyone Hen- written that story yet? Brett Goldstein is going to win his second Emmy because of Thor, Love and Thunder. Not yet, but I'm sure one of our, our sister sites might come up with it. Uh, Henry Winkler for Barry. I have in second. I have uh, Toheeb Jimo in it for Ted Lasso in third. I, I, threw, I threw him in there. I think Sam was great. And then I have Tony Shalhoub, Tyler James Williams, Anthony Carrigan, Nick Muhammad, and Bowen Yang rounding out my eight. I don't, like we said, I think Brett Goldstein won his Emmy last year in part because of season two. So it would be like almost a double dip win, but I just don't think that Henry Winkler could pull it off. But I, do you have Henry Winkler winning or what? Um, I have Brett here. I have Henry and Anthony in second and third. I really want Anthony Carrigan to win an Emmy before Barry is over. <laughs> and I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't think for this he year. He really should have won for season two. Right. Ugh, so rough. Um, but yeah, so interestingly in this category, uh, we have not had a repeat winner under the new system. Although you can say that Tony Hale won his second one under this one and his first one under the tape system. Right. But under, under like this system, like fully, uh, it's like after him, it's been Louis Anderson, RIP, Alec Baldwin, which is just like a waste. <laughs> for SNL <laughs> that year. Um, Henry, Tony, um, and Dan Levy, and then obviously last year, Brett. So I, I think he could just kind of be like a default um, pick as well, especially if you're, like he's already proven last year that he could beat his co-stars, right? It, it became very obvious last summer that he was like the Ted Lasso supporting pick, right? Right. And also he's better in season two than he was in season one. And this yeah, is and he basically two. won last year because of season two as well. We think that, so. I mean, that's obviously like what probably happened because he's like big episodes or airing like when they were voting. But at the same time, if you're just actually like sitting there like, wow, he was great for, I mean, season two is a, a bigger, he has a bigger role and like has more depth and more challenges. And he's also honestly funnier in season two than he is in season one. So I feel like it, the whole package is there for him to win again. 
I'm just like, are people gonna like be like, oh, didn't we just give him an uh, Emmy for this uh, this same season? But no, yeah, because they haven't repeated here yet, right? Um, but so the thing is, we could have just a copy and paste of all the comedy categories. Yeah, I mean, I think you could. It'll be very boring. Um, so in part, I'm also hoping that doesn't happen. (laughs) Right, but you still have Brett winning here. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think of who. I mean, I guess it would be Henry Winkler would be the uh, with the choice, but yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just like I can't predict Anthony Kerrigan yet. No, <laughs> no, I really uh, want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go now. So that's comedy. Let's see. Next, we got uh, comedy directing choice. Uh, then I have I have Bill Hader winning for Seven Ten North from Barry. My runner-up is Only Murders in the Building, The Boy from 6B, then Hacks, There Will Be Blood, Ted Lasso, No Weddings and a Funeral, Only Murders, True Crime, Atlanta, New Jazz, and The Mrs. Pat Show, Baby Daddy Groundhog Day, rounding out my The multi-cam slot, yes, which of course. a lot of people forget about when making yeah. predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bar- Bill Hader winning an Emmy for this, uh, directing. Get Bill Hader an Emmy. Get Bill Hader an Emmy for directing. This is the one he wants. Um and this is his best chance yet <laughs> because they did the right thing and only submitted him. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Barry is winning comedy series. I don't think, sadly, it will ever win comedy series because I think it's too dark for them, even though I too, um, just like with Abbott, laugh out loud at Barry than mm-hmm. I do at like Ted Lasso <laughs> or Maisel or something. Um, but yeah, this is this episode is The Chase um mm-hmm. on the freeway and it's really the directorial achievement of this season and like he's won two dga awards for barry already and no mm-hmm. emmy so he already has the dj or like directing support um and directing is usually not not like fully linked to series but they're kind of lazy here in mm-hmm. that they tend to default to the series winner and um, it could be very vote splitty. So if there are multiple nominations from a show um, that show tends to lose, like last year, Ted Lasso did had three. Um, and then it goes to like the the next series competitive show, like Hacks last year. Right. Right. So um, this year, we the only double nom is Murders. Right. Uh, which actually it bombed at DGA. And you could say overperformed here because I got two. Um, and I don't think that's going to win series, unfortunately. Um, so I, I think you could say, like, if you have Ted winning series, like, it makes sense to predict Ted here as well, especially since it only has one nomination this time. But I think you could also argue that that's an underperformance for it because right. it submitted more than one. It didn't just submit one like Barry did. Right. You know, so it went down. Um, and I think in a way, maybe like we've talked about how the like similar to hacks, like the Ted and hacks directing, not, you know, like it's totally fine. Right. Right. But it's not very flashy and doesn't really stand out like the Barry direction. So I think in a way, those two shows could kind of split that vote as well, just as like, the totally fine direction from a series competitive show because i think like hacks and ted are top two in series over right. barry the other thing i was thinking is that 
Ted and Hex have never had to go against Barry in this category. Yes, it's true. So while I don't think I like I have Hex ahead of Ted here, not even just because I think I, I one last year. I put Boy from Six B in for, in second because I think it's actually the best directed episode of these episodes. You know, it's like an incredible achievement. And while I don't, again, I don't know if people are watching the shows or whatever, and maybe they're just gonna be like, uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I mean, if you're technically ranking these, it should be Bill Hader and the Boy from Six B as yeah. uh, one and two. So <laughs> that's why that was why I did it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like the totally safe choice if you're predicting Ted for series is to go for Ted here. It's true, but if you look at our odds, Barry is still in the first. I mean, because it's, it's everyone over. knows this is like the best directed episode. Like you have right. Ben Stiller tweeting about this, so he and Bill can both win directing Emmys. <laughs> I don't know if I have that though. Let's see. I don't think I do. When we get to drama, we'll see. Um, <laughs> all right, for writing next for comedy writing, Joyce, the nominee. I have Hacks, the one and only winning. Uh, it's the finale, I believe, of... Oh, no. Is it the finale? Or is that... Yes, it is yes. the finale. Hacks finale. Wonderful episode. Runner-up I have is Abbott Elementary. And then Only Murders, Ted Lasso, Barry, starting out Barry, 710 North, and then the two What We Do in the Shadows, rounding out the eight. Um. Yeah, I also have Hacks repeating here and Abbott in second. Um... Now, Joyce, correct me if I'm wrong. Last year, they gave these awards out on the broadcast. Is that right? Yes, they always do. So if you're going to predict the Quentin Brunson upset win here, to make it's a no-brainer because it would be a great TV moment, and you know they would love to have Quentin Brunson win an Emmy but on like, TV. When people make these arguments like this, it's like, oh, it will be a great moment. The voters are not, you're you're thinking in the mind of a producer, like like a Steven Soderbergh, like, oh, I, we want like Chadwick Boseman to win. Like, we think he's going to win. But I wouldn't be surprised if people vote for about this, that. I do think people maybe do vote for this. Honestly. But, like, okay, then why didn't Chadwick Boseman win? Uh, because people liked Anthony Hopkins more. Well, yeah. So, like, what if they like one of these other scripts more? I think they could, for sure. And I think, like we said, I think the Hacks finale is, like, the best episode the show has ever done. So I have it winning. But I do think they also really like Abbott, like we said. So if I think... I, I could see it winning. I don't have a winning. I'm not predicting it, but I'm just saying it would make no, for a like good team. I, I think it, it, Abbott can win, but I don't think it'll win because people want that moment for Quinta Brunson. I guess that's maybe true, but like, it, it doesn't hurt. Win because they like the hurt. show and they maybe like the script if they right. paid attention and like read the script. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like last year as well, like Ted had two nominations here mm -hmm. and not win and Hacks won. So you could say, you know, it underperformed again because it submitted multiple and it just went down to one. Right. right. So I no, think no, like no. those those two categories will be a real test of the actual support for Ted because you could say it it didn't face a lot of um, the, the usual competition last year, you know? Yeah, but I do think, I guess I would say it, if Hacks does well in both of these categories, then I think you could argue that it certainly would be a winner in the series. Well, because, yeah. but I'm like, because Hacks also didn't have to face this. Like, this is a much stronger lineup of comedies, I think, than what we had last year. Right. But Hacks also won these two categories that a lot of people were predicting Ted to win last year. Right. But I guess I would say, like, the reason I would, I mean, you could, I guess I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think a devil's advocate would be like, the reason Hacks, I mean, the reason Ted Lasso got so many 
doubled up nominations here and, and directing last year versus this year is the competition this year is much stronger. Oh yeah, no, I agree. So, so I think that's also why it, even though it overperformed in acting, that's why it underperformed here. So right. I think like it'll, there'll be a test to see like if, sure. if they, if it wins like writing, directing, cause Ted also lost WGA to hacks already. So yeah. it hasn't writing, uh, hasn't won a writing award yet. So I just don't, I can't imagine, I can't predict it. I don't even, I think I have, like I said, I have it in fourth place here. Uh, for writing I don't think and it Hacks is just a, I mean it's a it's literally about comedy writing yeah it's the writer show and the finale like I said is like the way it's written yeah. I think is incredibly good and the way it kind of like pieces everything together is awesome uh drama series choice I have succession winning twist but then I have euphoria in second buoyed by its 16 nominations squid <laughs> game in third severance in fourth stranger things in fifth Yellow Jackets in sixth, Ozark in seventh, and Better Call Saul in eighth. Okay. I don't even know where I have Euphoria. <laughs> Not second? Not second. <laughs> um, oh, I have it in sixth. I don't I don't really like when when I do these after like maybe the fourth slot, I'm like, I don't know about the rest. Right. <laughs> like, um yeah, succession. So I mean, what are we gonna say? I will say I think there would have been an easy I don't think Squid Game performed, like, I expected maybe Squid Game to perform even better than it did, at least in mass total. I know, I have you for it in seventh, I don't even know, I can't even read numbers anymore. Okay. Wow, okay. you're turning into me. Go on. I know. <laughs> but Squid Game only, in quotes, had 14 nominations. I, I figured it would have, like, 17 to 19, and so the fact that it was, like, a little less than that, and Succession was just a blowout, I feel like I can't even, I can't in good conscience predict Squid Game to pull an upset here. So. Succession maxed out it, it got basically every nomination it could yeah um like basically it's only miss was for alan ruck eldest son right poor guy right he's always um, underestimated con yeah like but he's he's the eldest son he must be considered he must be considered but not for an emmy yeah um and like that's an insane amount of nominations for a contemporary show like this is not a game mm. of thrones or no it's absurd like flashy show like that you know and any tech heavy show right yeah um yeah so i so, i have i have severance in second okay and squid game and then ozark so we both have squid game in third i think you and i are both and i have severance in fourth my argument again like i just think squid game not necessarily the runner-up here if there was one i think severance you can make the case they really went for it hard so uh, not not a wrong Severance did well for a first year show yeah and it could win like a significant maybe a significant award either in directing or whatever uh for drama actress choice i have zendaya winning for euphoria uh laura linney in second for ozark melanie linsky for the yellow jackets and then jody comer sandra O, oh, and reese witherspoon for the morning show uh my reason for i thought i i think i had laura linney for winning for a while the enthusiasm for euphoria was dare I say euphoric and the fact that Zendaya was so uh praised for her being the youngest producing Emmy nominee I think ever when they announced the producer producer uh credits and also one one here previously I think also her submission episode is absolutely stunning uh there's no way I don't think she's gonna lose honestly I think she's gonna win um yeah Zendaya, this is like like with Ted like Zendaya is the obvious choice. Right. Um, and, but I, of course, being contrarian, I have Melanie right now. 
So Melanie is a strong contender. She's definitely, uh, she's doing the work, as they say, Joyce. Yeah, and you know, Yellow Jackets did well, too, for a first year show and for a Showtime show. Did really well, and as we'll talk about when we get to like the directing and writing categories, I think it overperformed. It got two writing nominations, which I was shocked by, personally. So uh, it definitely was a liked show. Got in for series, obviously, as well. I could easily see it. I don't think, and she won Melanie Linsky at the Critics' Choice Awards, if you recall. Which, I mean, not surprising in the least. So, you know, uh, they, they love, uh, they, they're love presaging the Emmys, perhaps. So I could see it happening. Maybe I'll put um, her in second while we're talking. I just did. Yeah, no, like Zendaya is totally the safe choice because um, she's she has the episode, like you said, and I'll be her submission, but submissions don't really matter anymore. But it's obvious they've already, they're they're watching the show and they, they like the show, right? Right, so and then she won the first year when she won, the show Yeah, she won when she was her show's only above the line nomination. Right, last and now year. it's like a major factor, so. But I will also just say that Again, we have not had a repeat winner under this system in this category either. Like that could just be a quirk, obviously. But, um, you know, sometimes when a show does well in its second season, sort of like going back to the thing with Ted, it doesn't necessarily like presage, but it'll win everything either. Right. You know, like remember when Elizabeth Moss, you know, obviously Handmaid's won everything the first season and then everyone was predicting the show and her to win again. And that did not happen. And right. in season two of Handmaid's, it also increased its nominations total right. as well. So yeah, they haven't had a repeat winner here. Um, that's just a stat. You don't like. I don't think you need to hold to it when you're predicting Zendaya. Like I think she can easily win again. Um, but I don't know. Like something to think about. Like sometimes, like you know, a show does explode in the second season. But it's also depending on the circumstance, like it could just have run up against a bigger juggernaut, like Maisel in season two, same thing, um, like got more noms, but it ran up against Fleabag, which had right. fewer noms, less craft heavy show, but it was just the show of the moment. Right. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't, I could see it. I, I just think that the other thing is, I think that. If you're th again, I don't know if have people are actually thinking about this and they're voting because they might just be like, I like this and I'm going to vote for it. But I, I think that there's a greater challenge for Zendaya's performance than Melanie Linsky, uh, personally. I mean, sure. Um, I think that has to count for something, but but again, they could also just feel like we like we Yellow awarded Jack. her, and this is like. Right. You know, Melanie Niski, she's been around for sure. almost and she's worked years. with, yeah, yeah. And she's worked so with like, everybody. Just right. be like, this is our chance finally to right. work for her as well. And she is great on the show. It's a really good performance. I definitely think she's the best part of it. So if they like the show, then they would love her. You know, I that think kind this of is thing. also, if, yeah, like the obvious place to award that show. Right. Uh, for drama actor, Joyce, I have Brian Cox. You come with me with love. Come to me with love. Uh, love him. You need to do his impression of Shiv. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna rewatch and work on it. I uh, have Jeremy Strong in second for Succession, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game, Jason Bateman, Adam Scott, and Bob Odenkirk rounding out the top six. But I went with Brian Cox. Uh, I hope he wins. Um, you would be shocked to know that I also have Brian in first. Wow, way to go! I know, I know. I don't know slash think if he'll actually win, but I'm just gonna support him right now. So if you look at our odds, early odds, he's like an overwhelming favorite to win. I mean, he should have an Emmy for this role. 
So the reason I, we've talked, I've talked about this a lot, but I think if you look at the season as a whole, it's not Jared. It was more of his season, it was more a Logan season than a, than a Kendall season. So I think, and Ken, and obviously Jeremy Strong won already. So there's not a push. I, while they're both, you could argue they would split their votes. I actually don't think it's that much of a choice. I think if you like succession and watch it, you would be like, well, Jeremy had some really incredible moments specifically in the finale. And like, I think too much birthdays. He's awesome. in as well, um, I think Brian overall, the whole season had a much, much more to do. So I would say that's him. And then for Lee Jung-jae, he was definitely a popular winter pick. And I think specifically when people were like putting Brian and Jeremy on the same level, but I, maybe this is bias because I'm like self-selecting, but I feel like more people are now saying like, oh yeah, Brian is actually the bigger part of season three or the part that people are remembering more from season three than Kendall. So that's why I hope he wins and holds off Lee Jung-jae basically. Um, I, I think I mean, this is also another category under the system, uh, in which we have not had a repeat winner. Right. So if, if you want to eliminate Jeremy because of that, go ahead. Um, I, I think he, he like Zendaya can also repeat, but I think Zendaya has a higher probability of repeating in her category because her, her category is more um open let's say and this this category is actually very competitive um yeah even though i don't think like jason bateman's winning i don't think jason bateman's winning and i have adam scott in fifth but i cannot i mean like it would not if he won would it be like the biggest shock they went hard for severance it would be like obviously an upset but like you know it's it is pretty competitive i would say on that front yeah like this is a very strong category um overall i actually like i think lee jung jay is the safe pick because you get obviously he won sag and you could just say Jeremy and Brian are going to vote split. Um, and Squid Game is obviously a, a huge show. Um, but yeah, I think like the with Brian, I think you could also want to award him as well. Like if you do know that like you had awarded Jeremy last time and it had done so well in acting um it's it's hilarious to think how it got zero nominations or zero acting nominations for season one <laughs> just deranged it's deranged I and mean, now that's it has 14 in- it just yeah. set a new record it's unbelievable so yeah I, but I, I, the other reason i think you should pick brian if you're a television academy member who happens to be sitting here watching this though i doubt it uh is you know the good he has the goods for season three right like and like we said the way jesse armstrong makes that show you never actually know which characters are going to step forward and which are going to step back so i think like the going into season three i do think people felt like kendall was going to be like take the become the center of gravity on the show and he totally went against that right like it felt like he actively tried to move that around wanted them to like face like they expected them to actually like face off in season three and they completely subverted that which is great that's what makes the show i think so incredible but i'm like if you're way like if you're a voter who's like you said like choice you said like we want him to win an emmy for this show before it goes off the air who knows what they're gonna have logan do next season you know what i mean like maybe he is become maybe he takes i don't think that's true because like i said he's like the the engine of the show but he, you could imagine a world where he has less to do than he did in season three or doesn't end up in a big confrontation at the end and maybe they set up something else and then you're into season four and five and whatever you kind of missed your boat on like a gar- locked in season three where he is just on fire the whole time drinking his you know 
energy drinks or smoothies to get his sperm count up. You know, it's just like, gotta, gotta give it to him. I mean, I will say that they're, they're not unsentimental or they're, they're not sentimental. They're no. unsentimental. Like, I don't, like if they're sentimental, then a lot of people, a lot of Emmy list people would have won Emmys. Right. That's true. So I think, I think they do ultimately, or most of them just vote for who they like the most or what they like. The right. Most. Well, I think they, hopefully they like Brian. That's, I guess I would say. Uh, Joyce, the drama supporting actress. I have Julia Garner winning for Ozark, followed by Ray Seahorn for Better Call Saul. I have her in second. Then Sarah Snook for Succession, uh, Jung Ho Young for Squid Game, Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets, Sydney Sweeney for Euphoria, Patty Arquette for Severance, and Jay Smith Cameron for Succession. Wow, we have the same top two. Nice. I actually think you could argue that she could win, that she got in, that she could win. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Like she's completely that. untested against all these people because right. she's never been here before. And, and while you said she's not the sentimental choice, I mean, they're not sentimental. I think she could be the sentimental choice, I guess. Well, this is also not her last shot because she's eligible again next year right. on the part two of the final season of Better Call Saul just started on Monday. Right. So she could, it could be maybe like a Ted situation where maybe. now people are like, maybe they're, they feel forced to pay attention to her because she finally got, it's, it feels like uh, we all bullied them into finally voting for her and if bullying if, works if, sometimes and if the final season actually does probably what people expect or think like she should have a big final episodes so like whether yeah, whether the thing is, whether, is like everyone is just wondering what happens to kim because she's not in breaking bad i actually don't think kim dies that'll be my hot take i, don't I think, think she's i think she's alive so i would say like it could end up being like really good for her to have those episodes airing as people are voting maybe she doesn't get it next year but then this is the year she wins basically yeah, and she actually has two nominations. Yes. He also got into short form. For yes. Cooper. And Ball. while Julie Garner is amazing on Ozark, I do think the conversation around Ozark's final episodes was a little muted. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I could see her not winning. So I could, I have Ray in second. I might put her in first, I guess. But for now, I'm keeping Julia. I, I kind of feel like maybe I shouldn't predict Ray to win since I didn't predict her to get nominated and she got in. So I don't want to jinx her. Nice. So maybe I should just keep someone else in first. Julia, I think it's, again, like a default choice for them, like two-time winner. Also, similar to comedy, all the 2020 winners are back right. this year. So we all of them can win again this year, which yes. would also be super boring. Yes. Um, so, but I think she's like, she's kind of like the, she, the Aaron Paul of that show. Like, yeah. you know, the, the supporting like borderline lead who you know like scene stealers like fan favorite um so they they could both win three emmys for the show their shows but yeah i like the last season ozark not the same hype or same reception as season three which everyone agrees was their best season and if yeah and if like we said if better call Saul sticks the landing it could have a bright goldstein effect on on ray i know it's just like we know the actors are not really watching that show. Like, they're right. so all over the place. It's never, Better Call Saul still has never won an Emmy. Right. Those those Emmys for their web series don't count. That's a yeah. completely different show, different title. So it doesn't yes. count for the mothership, Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, and it only got seven nominations this time. So, so it would be pretty wild, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, for supporting actor choice, I have Matthew McFadden winning 
for succession. Tom Wamsgan's rise. Get the toilet wine ready. Unbelievable performance in season three. Uh, just owned it. Should win in a runaway. I have Kieran Culkin in second. Billy Crudup in third. Oh Young Sue from Squid Game in fourth. Chaturo and Christopher Walken for severance in fifth and sixth. And Parquet Sue in seventh. And then Nicholas Braun in eighth. Sorry, Cousin Greg. Um, I have Kieran and Matthew one, two. Wow. I, I think going with your boy, my boy. Yes. You love him. Um, I think this is succession's best chance at an acting win. Wow. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's got four nominations, three nominations, whatever it has here. I, I like, I don't really see Billy repeating, um, no, your morning show, uh, did not do that well. No. <laughs> um even though i got the random reese nomination but congratulations to reese for making it in love to um, see it yeah and like i think this could be similar to lead actor in 2020 when the the two of them sorry to nick um like karen and matthew might be so far ahead one two in whatever order that doesn't matter that there are six other people behind them I think that's fair. The reason I have Matthew in first is like we've talked about, it feels like an yes. Emmy winning performance, the performance that would not win with the Critics' Choice Awards and like other groups. But when you get to the Emmys, it wins because it's yeah. undeniably an actor performance that wins an Emmy. I know. And I feel like I need to predict him because that's what I've always said <laughs> about him. But I do feel like like people also just love Kieran and Roman as well so I don't like he's in a way kind of like Julia Garner on that show so um yeah I don't know if they do this again like I just said for for Brian but I'm like you know Matthew has the goods to win for this season who knows what they do with Tom next season, especially a supporting character. He could be like, you know. Well, Tom is now in his good graces. You think he is, but I'm mean, like, that's the genius of the show is I don't, I think it zigs and zags. So people are like, you're right. Like based on the finale, I'm expecting Tom to have like a, you know, Darth Vader to Emperor, the Emperor Palpatine role in season four, but maybe he's not. Maybe he like flops and but, maybe but that's Greg is plot, ascendant. That's plot mechanics. Like, right, I but the like plot, no matter what, they do with the character i think he's still gonna be great he's gonna be great but he might not have as much to do i guess like the thing that made tom so special this season is it was a lot of like pov and a lot of like conflict with him where the plot allowed him to have these like really weighty kind of internal thoughts and debates about his own relationship with shiv and like his own place in the family and all these different things is that hold up in season four i mean i don't know maybe it does right like but i think that's always been the push pull with him like i think right. he should one for season two like he should definitely one for season two um it's like i think it's like similar to like anthony kerrigan like they they just missed the boat on both of them for season two and now it's yeah. like i don't know if they're ever gonna win yeah. so yeah, yeah. um <laughs> for directing choice i have squid game red light green light winning here's where i have squid game winning i have uh severance in second for Ben Stiller, the We We Are, Succession in third for All the Bells Say, The Yellow Jackets Pilot, then Ozark, then Too Much Birthday and Disruption, both from Succession in sixth and seventh. Not a sign of quality, just a sign of 
multiple episodes probably splitting the vote i think if it was just one succession episode here instead of three all the bells say would win very easily but or even two like it's easier to win with two than three so i i could see severance winning because they really liked it but i do think they also really like squid game and i think that's why i have it winning yeah i have the same top three i think it's between those three right um this is also another very competitive category really good stuff yeah um yeah, I was about to put Severance. And then I don't know, I just did Squid Game. <laughs> I might I might go back and forth on this until September or so. Um, but like I also feel like we're always wrong predicting this category because they've 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 done some crazy shit here under the system. Like remember when Stephen Dollery won for the crown? Yeah. Also, I mean, so the reason I would say Severance could win, the, that finale is the best episode. And it's like- a, That is their best episode of the season. And it's a tight 41 minutes. Right. Um, and I think some that of the helps. longer episodes that season. I, I do think that helps a lot. And I can see it winning. I mostly just have Squid Game here because I, they obviously really like Squid Game. <laughs> That's it, basically. I don't know. They also really like Severance, but I think Squid Game is more of a phenomenon and more widely seen and just an easier kind of win to me yeah i feel like is is what's in first right now is it squid game or severance in first and our odds squid game is first with severance in second so maybe squid game won't win because like we're always wrong on this right. now because <laughs> like last year we predicted the wrong crown episode and then we had the wrong succession episode the year before and then you know jason bateman out of nowhere with ozark winning mm-hmm. three years ago so maybe so, it'll be severance is what yeah. you're saying uh, uh, for- for, for drama writing, Joyce, I have Succession, All the Bells Say, winning. The only Succession nominee here for Jesse Armstrong. The only one. They only submit one, so. Good for them. Uh, I have Severance in, in, in second. The We We Are, as we just said, great uh, finale. The Yellow Jackets pilot in third. Then Squid Game, Better Call Saul, Ozark, and another Yellow Jackets episode, F Sharp, rounding out the top seven. A wild choice, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, Succession, Jesse Armstrong, three for three. It feels very much that he, like, like we said, like, I think if there was one success or two Succession directing episodes, I would have had a winning. Certainly the finale of Succession was incredible and should win. So I don't even think this is that close, even though I love the Severance finale. I think the Severance finale is more of a success of filmmaking and editing than writing. Yes, I think that episode as a whole and I think the reason people respond to it is because of all those elements together but I don't know if I would say any of them is like the MVP right you know what I mean yep. like I think it, it it was just kind of like a perfect storm of events in in that episode um and also like like I've said before like nothing in that finale totally shocked me so and I don't understand why people are so blown away by some of like the reveals <laughs> I was shocked Joyce I'm basic um, I'm basic being. so basic so um basic. but I yeah I don't know like I, I don't think you can bet against a, a two-time winner no here and um I had better call Saul on third because that was a tremendous episode nice um, I, I don't think they'll ever win <laughs> writing at me. <laughs> um, or may, maybe it won't even win any Emmy. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, right. Uh, for, for, we're switching out a limited series choice. Our favorites, or was our favorites. 
I don't know if it still is, but I have White Lotus winning on the back of its 20 nominations, including uh, nine acting nominees. Is that right? Um, eight. Eight, sorry. So they didn't really love it, I guess. Only eight nominees in the acting categories. I have White Lotus winning, then Dope Sick, Pam and Tommy, The Dropout, and Inventing Anna. Um, I also have the White Lotus here. I like. I think it's just between the White Lotus and Dope Sick. And here was my thinking. While they both did really well, uh, the White Lotus had 20 nominations and Dope Sick had 14. I just get the sense based on the nominations, they just liked White Lotus. You know, sometimes you're just going to go with what they like. So the thing is, is like, even though it had more, um, like Dope Sick did well too. So, and, and like, obviously the White Lotus's um nominations are padded by the acting nominations right. but dope Sick also got some extra acting nominations and i think there are some just craft elements of the white lotus that you would nominate and but you wouldn't for dope Sick, you know right it's it's like the same thing like succession it's sure. not gonna get into like cinematography or something you know right um so let me see white lotus so one two three four five six seven eight so i got into eight or i got nominations from eight branches besides acting mm -hmm. and then dope sick one two three four five six so that's pretty tight if you don't count acting and series right pretty tight but still white lotus on top yeah, this is um, unhinged category. So I have Pammy, Tom, Pam and Tommy in third because obviously it performed better than these other shows. It had 10 nominations. <laughs> um, yeah, it did. It, it's also crazy. I mean, it uh, also more, you know, prosthetics and everything yeah. than like something like The Dropout. Um, but didn't get in a prosthetics, right? I don't know where it got in. Um, I don't think it actually got it, in it for makeup. It didn't get into writing or directing. So the thing is, is like, like the dropout obviously underperformed. It only got six, like just the one um, acting nomination for Amanda. And then I got, it got two in directing, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So it had like writing and directing support, but it was just, it, it feels like no one loves that show. No. And it got two of its nominations from directing. So definitely, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, for somehow Tom, Pam and Tommy had 10 nominations, has incredible prosthetic work, an unrecognizable Lily James and uh, Sebastian Stan with a talking penis. And yet it did not get in. Angeline, Gaslit, Impeachment, Star Trek Picard, and Stranger Things were the four five nominees there. I honestly think that maybe is because voters didn't realize it was prosthetics. That's how good it is. Is it possible they thought Lily James looks like that in real life? That she looks like Pam Anderson? <laughs> like... No, because she doesn't. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm like, is it, it was it that convincing that people were like, oh yeah, that's uh because like Angeline got in and you could argue it's a similar transformation on Emma Roth Emmy Rossum. But I think but it, it got into non-prosthetic, right? I don't know if it did. I think it did. It got into non-prosthetic because like because like the only prosthetic element is the penis, right? No, it's not because all of uh it got in for non-prosthetic, it did. But no, like I think a lot of I mean, unless what are you talking like what what do we count as prosthetic? Because like Lily James has like a fake chest and like fake a lot on her body. 
is like not her. It's a lot of makeup work. I mean, I, I haven't read the fine print of that category. Well, it got in for non-prosthetic. That's fine. But anyway, I think it could have gotten. Maybe they just rejected the penis. Okay. I guess they did reject the penis. <laughs> they, they did not like Clayton Davis's article about the penises, the year of the penis. And they were like, not this year. Uh, let's go next to TV movie, Joyce. We could do this one quick. Survivor, I have winning. Chippendale in second. Ray Donovan, Zoe. Extraordinary Christmas and Reno 911, the hunt for QAnon. Do you have Chip and Dale winning? Obviously, I'm not changing this. Like, Great. I don't care. Go down with the ship. Love it. Yeah, this is the only category I'm never going to change. <laughs> uh, moving on to limited series actress slash TV movie actress. The, I have Lily, we talked, I talked about this yesterday. I'm going with it. Lily James winning for Pam and Tommy. Most transformational show over performed with 10 nominations. Uh, just, I think it's a very well liked performance. And like you were saying, very, I think. The fact that it's about a scandal that is more nostalgic than like Theranos is made a difference for these shows. So I have Amanda Seyfried in second for The Dropout, then Julia Garner in third for Inventing Anna, Margaret Qualley in fourth for Maid, Tony Collette for The Staircase, and Sarah Paulson for Impeachment. Um, I think it's between Amanda and Lily. Yeah, I still have Amanda. I think she can still do it. She's great um, on the show. It's incredible for it, so... Would not yeah. be mad. And I have Julie in third. Like I'm, I'm basically prioritizing the people whose series got in. To same. I did the exact movie. same thing. So. And I also think that they just like Julie Garner. They do. Like I don't. I don't think she's winning here. No. But that show was a lot more successful, obviously, um, and got into limited series, unlike right. Made. Amazing. <laughs> or the staircase or impeachment even though impeachment did really well for a show that flopped in september yep. it makes you wonder if impeachment was available earlier on fulu what might have happened because i think that really hurt it yeah um or or they just held it because it's funny because that show was delayed two years because it was supposed to premiere in september 2020 and when they announced that date people were mad because they thought it could influence the election correct and then obviously covid so, um, and yeah, and then like FX has its, it already had like a streaming contract with Netflix. So that's why there was no a day after streaming on Hulu. Tough beat. That, I think that really hurt it. I really do. Yeah, it's true. Uh, um, for limited series TV movie actor, Joyce, I have our boy, Michael Keaton, the greatest Batman winning for Dope Sick. And then I have- just pretend it's for Batman. And then I have Sebastian Stan in second for Pam and Tommy. Andrew Garfield in third for Under the Banner of Heaven, Colin Firth for The Staircase, Oscar Isaac for Scenes from a Marriage, and Himesh Patel for Station Eleven. Yeah, same. Seems um, like most people have that. That's the way our odds are shaping up. I think this yeah. is going to be one of the most... This is a walk. This is like the lockiest. It seems like the lockiest lock of any of these okay. that we've talked about. Yeah, just Keaton all the way. Congratulations to him. I'm glad he's going to win a big award. Me too. Um, uh, we expected yeah, that. In second, because again, his show... Mm-hmm is in series um you know also again as i've said an overdue nomination because he was snubbed for kings and political yes. animals and, and gossip yeah. uh for supporting actors in a limited series our tv movie i have jennifer coolidge winning for the white lotus season two in production now love a limited series with the second season uh then i have alexandra daddario for the white lotus in second i have natasha rothwell for the white lotus in third connie Britton for the white lotus in fourth 
Caitlin Deaver for Dopesick, Mayor Winningham for Dopesick in fifth and sixth, and my girl Sydney Sweeney in seventh in my picks, but first in my heart uh, for the White Lotus. Wow. I can't believe you don't even have her in the top three. No, because I think she was like the most shocking nominee. So she's like the cousin Greg of this category. Um. Oh my God, where did I? Oh, here. Um. I have uh, Jen in first, um, like everyone basically. Um, but I have Caitlin in second. I think Caitlin can upset her. I'm not going to predict it right now, but I think she can do it. Wow. Because so you're saying I should move her up from fifth. Yes. Okay. Because she has like the most like heartbreaking arc on the show and she's she really great it. on it. And obviously um, also an overdue nomination since she was snubbed for Unbelievable. So she's in here and the show did well. All right, and... I put I put her up in second. I'm changing my You convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I like I think Jen can still win, and I, I think people want her to win. Like it, it does feel like very obviously that people want her to win. I think she's a beloved actor, and like was really fun on the show. And I think you know, and is returning for a second season of the show. She's playing the same character for a limited series, so you love it. But I, so I think that'll help. Maybe who knows? Um, and you know, not not that like applause means anything, but you know, she presented at last year's Emmys. Only her from the White Lotus, and she got a pretty healthy round of applause. Yeah, from the crowd. So really, really, and even though there's a... there's five <laughs> White Lotus. <laughs> people here again they need to kill the unlimited ballot just completely ridiculous to suggest there's only two shows or basically this just tells us they only watch two shows it's it the unlimited ballot has to go it just, just makes it it's just, not it's fun so stupid and it's it like this really doesn't like their their logic was that there's so much tv now so we need unlimited slots so people can vote for all these shows but no you're just encouraging people to vote for highly visible highly seen shows and then be encourage their laziness and just vote down the ballot for everyone from that same damn show correct it just doesn't work uh for yeah. supporting actor in a drama in a limited series excuse me or tv movie i have murray bartlett winning for the white lotus uh and then i have seth rogan in second for pam and tommy based on the fact that pam and tommy has 10 nominations including a series nomination i have jake lacy in third for the white lotus because i just absolutely love him on the white lotus i think it's a great performance peter sarsgaard and michael stubenbarg in fourth and fifth for dope sick steve zahn in sixth for the white lotus and will poulter in seventh for dope sick wow um i also have mary and seth one two but i have will poulter in third wow we went from not even predicting him to you have him in third place now like i think like he's the most like likable of these three from dope sick certainly true so um yeah so but again this <laughs> this feels like it's just this is a curse category no shade to any of these people here <laughs> but, i mean murray barlett was awesome like he's my favorite part of the show outside of jake lacy and i think the fact that jake got in to me even this is like kind of circuitous logic, but I'm like, it actually shows that Murray is even stronger than maybe you think, even though he's like definitely a favorite is because so much of Jake's scenes are with Murray. You know, it's like their, their interplay is really what makes the show uh, so 
I mean, if you're going to force me to vote for a White Lotus actor in this category, I'm going to vote for Jake Lacey. I mean, he's great, but I think Murray is going to win. So. Um, yeah, it's it's also kind of crazy that both he, if, if he and Jen win, like they, their buzz would have lasted a full year. But I think it goes with what you were saying yesterday is that like, that helped. Well, I like, we were like, I don't know, like White Lotus was like, not polarizing. I think people really liked it and kind of were like wrapped up in the mystery of it. And then maybe like kind of not disappointed, but it zigs a little bit when you think it's going to zag at the end. And then it moved on and it was like an August show. But I think it does help that people are just like, yeah, the White Lotus probably still hangs around in your memory as a good show. And none of the other shows that came kind of usurped it. And so like people are just going to vote for for him. No problem. Like that helps. Um, And nothing, nothing arrived. And and again, it, it's, it also, underperformed over the winter against last year's sh- or last cycle's shows right? Right, right and now they're gone because they're not eligible here that's right uh for movie limited series directing i actually have station 11 winning wow uh, love it love the finale uh incredible work i have dope sick in second white lotus in third made and then the two dropouts iron sisters and green juice rounding out the top six um i'm just gonna go for the white lotus for now so white lotus is a favorite yeah i i can see dope sick winning this and white lotus winning writing i have white lotus winning writing which we'll get to in a moment i think it's much more of a writer's show than a director's show even though mike white did both yeah for sure that's why i was like maybe i'll do dope sick here but i just i had to move on so (laughs) and then for writing i have white lotus winning dope sick station 11 the dropout made and impeachment yeah, I think I have White Lotus. Um, yeah, again, White White Lotus or Dope Sick, so which are really the only two shows they they like a lot. Right. So I picked Station Eleven in directing because I think it is actually directing powerhouse. I think it stands out from these others, uh, and is slightly different. And it, while it didn't get a series nomination, I would argue it performed admirably, getting not just Himish Patel in, but it got writing and directing and also a score nomination it feels like that show is like on the cusp of an actual series nomination i could argue it probably could have gotten in i mean i think it had let me see uh i don't have it here womp womp but uh it had a decent amount of nominations i guess i would say so um station 11 is the show that would benefit from the demise of an unlimited ballot it had seven nominations. There we go. And I think it would have benefited from a demise of an unlimited ballot for sure. And that's why I think it was liked enough that it could actually win like one of these big like uh, awards like directing. So in directing, I think I think everything that's won so far has been nominated for series. Right. Um, but I think Station 11 just missed series. That's my take. So it was watched. I mean, that series lineup just deranged. <laughs> It's definitely deranged. It has more. I love it so much. Don't get me wrong. I mean, inventing Annie getting in is just truly wild. (laughs) That's like the most wild. And it's also like, you know, again, like Pam and Tommy getting in without writing and directing support. It was just like, it it just felt like everyone was just watching it because they were just like, ooh, let's watch the show about Pamela Anderson. I mean, the shows that got in were definitely the shows that people wanted to watch rather than like the shows that were quote unquote good. Like Station Eleven is not an entertaining, as entertaining as watching 
inventing Anna. It's like the difference between eating like a salad and a bag of potatoes. Yeah, it feels like it, it's like, it's not homework, but it feels like, it's like yeah. you have to pay attention. Yeah. And I, I do feel like, you know, after you, after like, if you come home, whether or not you come home or you're still working from home, like after a day of work and you just want to unwind with a TV show and just, uh, you know, may, maybe some mindless TV or just TV you don't have to really think hard about. Right. Then you might not watch Station Eleven right away. So now we have the last few categories here that we could, we could kind of um, burn through, let's say. Uh, but we have competition program. I have RuPaul's Drag Race winning, Amazing Race, Top Chef, The Voice nailed it, and Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. I have Ru winning. Um, I do want Tar to win again, but I, I think they're just so lazy. Yeah. Uh, for Variety Talk Series, Joyce, I have John Oliver winning again, Twist. I have Jimmy Kimmel in second and Seth Meyers in third. I have Colbert in fourth and Daily Show and Trevor Noah in fifth. Um, I have Seth in second. I don't think Seth, I, I would say, I think from a show perspective that this is the ranking of these shows as they've been most successful this year. So I don't think that the late I show- mean, I don't think been, that matters because- It doesn't, but that's how I ranked it. Cause I was like- It's so annoying. It's like similar to um, reality competition. It's just like, they just won't award any other show. Like once they get in, it's like they're stuck in a rut. Right. And they just won't award anyone else. Uh, I have SNL winning for variety sketch series. What a twist with a black lady sketch show in second. We don't even need to talk about this. There's two nominees. I'm sure you have SNL winning as well. SNL um, underperformed this year, but it could count on this category. <laughs> and I actually have it in the next category too. Variety series directing, SNL, uh, Don Roy King, usually uh, the guy you want to see win an Emmy, but I haven't winning. I have a last week tonight with John Oliver and then Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Black Lady Sketch Show and Seth Meyers uh, rounding out the top five. Yeah. And then writing Oliver. I have Oliver and I have uh, Trevor Noah in second for The Daily Show. So good writing. Yeah. And then SNL, Colbert, and a Black Lady Sketch Show. <laughs> so, John Oliver, congratulations on more Emmys, I guess, is the takeaway. It's this is, I mean, at a certain point, they stopped awarding Jon Stewart and started awarding Colbert for the Colbert right. War, not for Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I think if you were going to, personally for me, as someone who watches these shows and like watches the clips on YouTube, if you were going to give Colbert an Emmy, it should have been for the pandemic year when he did most of his shows from home. I thought the show was incredibly engaging. He was very, in, in uh, a lot of ingenuity, like was one of an early adopters to that format. He was like the first late night host to actually do it in 2020 to like go into his house. I remember him doing the first one maybe in his bathtub. Uh, it was like very fun. Now that he's gone back to his studio, I think the show has become what it was, which is a totally fine show. But I thought it was like leveled up in the pandemic era when they were doing it from home. They, so I think he should have won for that. For the, the election special last year. Right. So sure. it's, it's like they just refuse to do anyone else but John Oliver right now. I think it's, it's one six. So it's tied Letterman right now. Mm -hmm. So when it wins again, this year, I'll have seven, and I'll only be behind John Stewart, right. which has eleven. So, so get that pre-write ready if you're watching this. Uh, <laughs> make sure we get it. Top state John Oliver just top David Letterman in this Emmy category or something. Yeah. 
get the SEO. Uh, Joyce, this was so much fun. We'll come back next week. Do you, we didn't even talk about this. Do you want to do, uh, we could do more of this. We could do creative arts Emmys, or we could even do our initial Oscar picks because the prediction center is actually open. I haven't, I haven't, I've done neither of those yet. So, so maybe we'll figure out what we want to do. I mean, technically we already did. We did. We were initial, initial Oscar picks. We did, but we could check back in at six months. I would. I would. Be a lot involved. of things have changed. Yeah, a lot of things have changed, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll be back next week. All right, bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.